HomeSense is taking home shopping in a new direction. One where every aisle leads to savings and every week leads to more. More bold throw pillows, mirrors. Wait, this accent chair's only how much? Okay, HomeSense. Standout pieces, outstanding prices. Welcome to Ochenta Stories, recorded in bedrooms, living rooms, closets, and balconies in lockdown around the world. I'm your host this week, Maru Lombardo. This week's story comes to us from Los Angeles, United States. Saying goodbye is never easy, and during a pandemic, it gets even harder. Lockdowns and social distancing mean that many don't get the chance to see their loved ones one last time. Goodbye is a short documentary of one man's journey to say goodbye to his father. Written by Bob Harkins. This episode, originally produced in English, has been adapted into Spanish, and you can listen to that version later on in the episode. And now, without further ado, here is Goodbye by Bob Harkins. What do you do when your father is sick? When he might die? Well, you go see him, of course. You go to be with your mother. You go to be together with family, even if there is a pandemic raging around the globe. That's the situation my family found itself in in early April 2020. My father, Tim, was in the hospital. The cancer, which he had beaten four years earlier, had returned. This time, it brought with it a nasty infection. And this time, it was winning. So we went to see him. I just left home. I'm 1.8 miles into my trip. It should be a 1,200-mile trip from Los Angeles, the San Fernando Valley, to Spokane. This is, uh, I'm gonna go straight through if I can. And the reason I'm going is to see my family, my dad, Tim Harkins, is in the intensive care unit at Sacred Heart Hospital in Spokane. My sisters Katie and Bridget, who live in the Pacific Northwest, were already with mom. My brother Paul had packed his family into a minivan and was driving from Connecticut, 3,000 miles away. And my sister Allison would soon brave a flight from Phoenix wearing gloves and a mask the entire way, changing her clothes in the garage before daring to enter mom's house. We did this because it was dad. We wanted him to see our faces together, even if he had to be on the other side on FaceTime. And we wanted to be there for mom, despite the risk. I've got two N95 masks in the back of the car. I've got gloves. I've got sanitizer. I've got wipes and I'm gonna be as safe as I can, not exposing myself to anything that I would bring there. This is all assuming I don't have it already, which since it has a two week incubation period, I'm hoping for the best. We've been pretty well quarantined at home, so I'm probably okay. But that's what's going on too, extremely dangerous, extremely contagious disease is going around and we're all trying not to get it while we're all congregating in Spokane. I don't know why I said there were two diseases. Maybe I was just groggy. It was five in the morning and I hadn't slept well. Maybe I was thinking of cancer and COVID at the same time. 
All I knew was that it was important to get home. It was surreal. All of us were together, yet the house felt empty without Dad. At first, we could talk to him twice a day on FaceTime, and it seemed to help him. Each time, he was more responsive. We had a little bit of hope. Then we got more good news. Dad's COVID-19 test had come back negative. That meant Mom was probably negative, too. So they transferred Dad from the hospital's COVID wing to the regular ICU. But then something changed. Communication from the hospital reduced to a trickle. This left us wondering what was going on. How was Dad? Was he getting better? Could we see him? I wonder if during this period, the doctors were trying to figure out if Dad was going to die and how to tell us. Finally, they did. They told us that Dad's cancer was spreading unchecked. They said they could limit his infection with antibiotics, but they couldn't get rid of it because it was being fed by the cancer. They couldn't attack either problem because of the presence of the other. The best we could do was make him comfortable, hospice care. They gave us a number of options, but we only considered one. We were bringing him home. they set up a bed for him in his room. The large windows gave him a beautiful view of the plains above Spokane's South Hill. Sometimes we packed the room, sometimes we took turns getting one-on-one time, but from that point on, Dad was never alone. At night, we took turns sitting with Dad so Mom could rest. On my shifts, I would mostly just listen to him sleep. I'd hold his hand, freshen a washcloth for his forehead if he seemed hot, give him meds if he was in pain. One night he woke and gave my hand a squeeze. He motioned for me to move closer. I feel like we've been doing a lot more kissing lately, he said. After a pause, he added, I think I kind of like it. I'm pretty sure he thought I was mom. Either way, it made me smile. Dad was able to come home only because his COVID-19 test was negative. I could not imagine sitting around waiting while he slowly faded away, alone in the hospital. In the end, we were fortunate. That last precious week with Dad was a blessing within our tragedy. We shared stories, laughed quite a bit. We told him we loved him over and over again, And we cried a lot, too. We were all with him when he passed, just after midnight on April 14th. Dad had a natural gift for bringing people together, and he had brought us together with him one last time. I only hope that it will be safe to gather again soon, so that we can celebrate him properly, so that we can give him the honor that he deserves. Adiós, escrito por Bob Harkins. ¿Qué haces cuando tu padre está enfermo? ¿Cuándo podría morir? 
Bueno, vas a verlo, por supuesto. Vas a acompañarlo. Vas a estar con la familia. Incluso si hay una pandemia que se extiende por todo el mundo. Esa es la situación en la que se encontró mi familia a principios de abril de 2020. Mi padre, Tim, estaba en el hospital. El cáncer contra el que había combatido cuatro años antes había regresado y con una gran infección que le estaba ganando la batalla a este mal tan terrible. Así que fuimos a verlo. I just left home. Bueno, acabo de salir de casa. Estoy a unas millas de viaje desde Los Ángeles, en el Valle de San Fernando, a Spoken. Y la razón por la que voy a ir es para ver a mi familia. Mi padre, Tim Harkins, está en la unidad de cuidados intensivos en el Hospital del Sagrado Corazón en Spoken. Mis hermanas Katie y Bridget, que viven en el noroeste de Estados Unidos, ya estaban con mamá. Mi hermano Paul había traído a su familia en un minibús desde Connecticut, a unos 5.000 kilómetros de distancia. Y mi hermana Allison se enfrentaría, después de un vuelo desde Phoenix, llevando guantes y una máscara todo el camino, cambiándose de ropa en el garaje antes de atreverse a entrar en la casa de mamá. Hicimos esto porque era papá. Queríamos que nos viera las caras juntos, aunque tuviera que estar del otro lado en FaceTime. Y queríamos estar ahí para mamá a pesar del riesgo. Tengo dos máscaras N95 en la parte de atrás del carro. Tengo guantes, desinfectante, toallitas. Y voy a estar tan seguro como pueda, sin exponerme a nada. Todo esto asumiendo que no lo tengo ya. Lo cual, como tiene un periodo de incubación de dos semanas, espero que no. Pues espero que sea lo mejor. Hemos estado en cuarentena en casa, así que probablemente esté bien. Así que eso es lo que está pasando también, una enfermedad extremadamente peligrosa, extremadamente contagiosa que anda por ahí y todos estamos tratando de no contraerla mientras estamos todos congregados en Spoken. En cualquier caso, todo lo que sabía era que era importante llegar a casa. Era surrealista. Todos estábamos juntos, pero la casa se sentía vacía, sin papá. Al principio podíamos hablar con él dos veces al día en FaceTime y parecía ayudarle. Cada vez era más sensible. Teníamos un poco de esperanza. Luego recibimos buenas noticias. La prueba de COVID-19 de papá había dado negativo. Eso significaba que mamá probablemente también era negativa. Así que transfirieron a papá del ala de COVID del hospital a la unidad de cuidados intensivos regular. Pero entonces algo cambió. La comunicación del hospital se redujo al mínimo. Nos preguntábamos qué estaba pasando. ¿Cómo estaba papá? ¿Estaba mejorando? ¿Podríamos verlo? Me pregunto si durante este periodo los médicos trataban de averiguar si papá iba a morir y cómo decírnoslo. Finalmente lo hicieron. Nos dijeron que el cáncer de papá se estaba extendiendo sin control, que podían reducir su infección con antibióticos, pero no podían eliminarla de él porque se mantenía alimentada por el cáncer. No lograron atacar ninguno de los dos problemas debido a la presencia del otro. Lo mejor que podíamos hacer era hacer que se sintiera cómodo, como llevarlo a un hospicio, 
Nos dieron varias opciones, pero solo considerábamos una. Lo llevábamos a casa. Le prepararon una cama en su habitación. Y las grandes ventanas le daban una hermosa vista de las llanuras sobre la colina sur de Spoken. A veces llenábamos la habitación, a veces nos turnábamos para tener un tiempo a solas. Pero desde ese momento, papá nunca estaba solo. Por la noche nos turnábamos para estar con él, así mamá podía descansar. En mis turnos lo escuchaba dormir, sobre todo. Le tomaba la mano, le limpiaba la frente con una toalla si tenía calor, le daba medicina si tenía dolor. Una noche se despertó y me dio un apretón de manos. Me hizo un gesto para que me acercara. Siento que últimamente nos hemos besado mucho más, dijo. Después de una pausa, añadió, creo que me gusta. Estoy bastante seguro de que papá pensó que yo era mamá. En cualquier caso, me hizo sonreír. Papá pudo volver a casa solo porque su prueba de COVID-19 fue negativa. No podía imaginarlo sentado esperando mientras se desvanecía lentamente solo en el hospital. Al final fuimos afortunados. La última semana con papá fue una bendición en nuestra tragedia. Compartimos historias, nos reímos bastante. Le dijimos que lo queríamos una y otra vez. Y también lloramos mucho. Estábamos todos con él cuando murió, justo después de la medianoche del 14 de abril. Papá tenía un don natural para unir a la gente y nos había reunido con él por última vez. Solo espero que nos reunamos de nuevo pronto para que podamos rendirle un homenaje adecuado y darle el honor que se merece. Bob Harkins is a journalist based in Los Angeles and the founder of Story Hanger, a network of independent documentary podcasts. You can check out the network at storyhanger.com. He dedicates this episode to his family with love. This episode was produced by Studio Chenta, written by Bob Harkins and sound designed by Maru Lombardo. Special thanks to Mauricio Romero for performing in the Spanish version of this episode. Mauricio is the director of many podcasts, including Gente que hace cine, and you can check it out on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening to Ochenta Stories. If you like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts in whatever language you choose. Follow us over at Ochenta Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram for updates. You can find transcripts and learn more about the project, which is still accepting pitches, over at ochentastudio.com slash ochentastories. <laughs>